Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is Get Woke. Ladies and gentlemen, here with his book, which is more timely than ever. He was just asking me on the way in, though. He was worried whether or not Trump would still be, even be president when he got here. <laughs> uh, now that a majority of Americans are even saying they support removal from office. Never thought we'd see that come so quickly. He is the author of Dirty Rubles, an introduction to Trump and Russia. Greg Oliar is here with us. Thanks so much for having me. Good to see you, man. Thank you for coming in. It's a pleasure to have you. When did you first publish this? I wrote the book in May of 2018. Okay. Which seems like about 25 years ago. In Trump years, it's it's a long time ago. Yeah. And I wrote it because there were a lot of long, dense books about the subject mm-hmm. that really went into the weeds, but there wasn't anything that connected the dots in a way that was simple. And I felt like that's what was missing in the media right. and in bookland. So I wanted to write something that was short and easy to follow so that if you didn't understand what was happening and why people were talking about Manafort this and Kushner that and who are all these people, you could pretty easily just pick up the book, read it in a couple hours, and be up to speed. And really have it as a primer, yes. you know, for people to get it. Exactly. To get it simply. It's interesting, though, because there are some who are arguing today that Russia was still always too complex. And the reason people are latching on to impeachment removal now is because Ukraine, this one phone call, it's quick and dirty and simple. People just get that right. immediately. 
Would yeah. you agree or disagree? I think that, yeah, it's something that people can understand. It's, first of all, it's very clearly a violation of law. It's something that mobsters do in movies, so people can understand it because there's, Lord knows there's a lot of mob movies that people watch, and they understand the idea of, hey, you're going to do this? Well, you're going to do a little favor for me. That's a very easy thing for people to wrap their heads around. And also, you have the Ukraine. Maybe people don't know about it that much, but it's a country that is... Uh, had been invaded by Russia. The Crimea was part of Ukraine. Putin went in there and occupied it and took it over. So it's clearly an enemy of Russia that Trump is trying to do this with. It's yeah. not isolated from the Russia stuff at all. It's right. intimately part of it. And so much so, I mean, we talk about arms for the Ukraine, mm -hmm. but what I don't think there's been a lot of emphasis on is that when a character like Trump is on the phone, with a leader from Ukraine, and this leader of Ukraine knows. I mean, he's over there in the middle of it. Yeah. He's not over here. He doesn't have the filter of Western media spin. He knows he's talking to a guy who can make or break him because Trump himself is a Russian asset. Right, right. So he's really talking to someone who's got a direct line to Putin saying, you know, I need you to do something for me, and then I may buy you some time against Putin. It's a heck of a needle to try to thread, that's for sure. And here's something people probably don't realize about the Ukrainian president, Zelensky. He was and is a comedian. He was on a TV show in Ukraine, and the premise of the TV show was that he, Zelensky, the character, uh, was by some accident took over to be president of Ukraine and then cleaned up all the corruption. So he got elected mostly because I think people thought that he was the person that he portrayed on the TV show, <laughs> which sounds familiar, right? Uh, yeah, another reality show <laughs> yeah. kind of guy. So it's not, it's not like this is a seasoned diplomat either doing right, business with right, Trump and Putin. It's, right. it's a comedian it's on a TV show. It would be like a comedian communicating with a reality show star Yeah, and then up against an authoritarian XKGB right assassin exactly no <laughs> they, they, to say that they, they're, they're oh, both overmatched I, I don't I don't because you know, will he kill me if I say he's assassin I don't know uh, is my, I, is my I, life in danger I, I'm still a lot my, my father's very concerned that the, the Russian mob <laughs> is after me but I I think that we're okay I think okay. That, all I think right. we're well, all right well I hope so this is an undisclosed location here let's walk through this and then also because you've been tweeting about Turkey yeah and what's going on over there and, and that relationship. It just seems like Trump is working for every other country but the United States, right? Yes. But that's also because of his business interests. It's his business interests, but remember, he's also massively in debt. So he's not coming from a position of strength with any negotiations with foreign leaders. He's coming from a position of need, which is why it was so important that he should have released his taxes so we can see just how in debt he is right. and to whom. Because debt is worse than somebody giving you money to do something. But somebody being in debt to somebody, you really have control over that person. Is he in debt to Russia and to Putin and oligarchs? We think so. We don't know. We think that's what's hiding in the taxes. Now, it's true that he went bankrupt six times. It's true that suddenly he had an influx of cash because Deutsche Bank was the only bank that would lend money to him. No U.S. bank would lend him money because he's a terrible person to lend money to, doesn't Famously, doesn't pay anybody back. Right. Once sued a bank because he blamed the recession on the bank, and therefore that's why he didn't pay. I mean, these crazy excuses for not paying people back. Deutsche Bank was the only bank that would lend money to him, and Deutsche Bank got busted for 
basically being a, a bank that was favorable to Russian money launderers. Yeah. So if you want to try to connect the dots, you can connect them. I think that his taxes are going to reveal a lot. You yeah. think about it. Now, he released the transcript of the call with the Ukrainian president, or rather the, the notes from the call with the Ukrainian president. He released it himself. And in those notes, he basically commits a crime. He released those notes before he released his taxes. So what does that tell you? What does that suggest? Well, I'll tell you exactly what you. If a criminal cops to something like that, yeah. there's something worse. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, you know, uh, Congresswoman Waters is going to subpoena the Deutsche Bank records. Mm-hmm. I know that's the last thing. He'll cop to the call. I mean, if, the, oh, if yeah. this is a plea deal, okay, I made the call. <laughs> leader Deutsche Bank. Am I right? I mean, that's no, what you're, people, you're that's, absolutely right. You know, if, yeah. they, if they start cutting the deal, that's what it's going to be. I'm willing to bet you come to think of it, because we've been talking about all different scenarios. If the plea offer is resignation in exchange for Deutsche Bank and taxes off the table, I bet he'll take that, Greg. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I bet right. he'll take that, especially now we're over 50% in Fox polls. <laughs> all right. So where did you start? I mean, what's the simplest? If we're going to draw a line. Yeah. What's point A if somebody's looking at the Russia relationship? Well, I mean, for me personally, he got elected, and I was, like most Americans, horrified. And I thought, we have to do what we can to expose this guy and and get him out of office as soon as possible. How can we do this? My first instinct was that the conflict of interest would do it, because he has so many glaring conflicts of interest. I thought, if the American people realize that he's stealing from them, because that's what he's doing. He's taking taxpayer money and using it to fund his activities and to exploit his business interests, which is a horrible thing. And people in this country, especially Republicans, do not like to pay taxes. They're very, very conscious about that stuff. I felt if people understood what was happening, they would turn on him. But then I got I did a little more research into the Russia stuff, and there was so much there that it seemed to me that that was the easiest way to remove him, to expose whatever he did on Russia. And a lot of that we don't know yet, but a lot of it we do know because it's in the Mueller report. And in the preliminary lead-up to the election and then the months after during the transition, so many meetings with Russians, they lied about them constantly— They still lie about them, and we still don't really know what went on and why he felt the need to meet with these Russians. High-placed Russians lie about it, go to great lengths to establish back channels so that the communications were not made public to the American people, which is something he's still doing when he sees Putin in person. Why did he do all this stuff? I felt like if people really stopped and looked at what he did, they would wake up and say, this is not right. Remember, Russia has been our enemy for the last, what, 75 years, I mean, yeah. since the end of the Second yeah. World War. Yeah. Even during the Second World War, it's not like Stalin and FDR were buddies. I mean, they knew he was bad. Frenemies. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> the right. Second World War, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. There were reports that as early as the 80s, he was being cultivated yeah. as a Russian asset. Yep. I mean, there's rumors that maybe Ivana was some sort of plant... There's rumors that Melania is some sort of plant. Who knows? I mean, he definitely had interest in the country. He's been trying to get to break into the Moscow real estate market for a long time. And he's exactly the sort of person that the Russians target. He's arrogant. He's kind of dumb. He's easily led. He has a lot of vices. And he has money problems. And also no scruples whatsoever. So he's exactly the sort of person that historically the KGB and later the FSB would look to recruit or yeah. to turn. 
Yeah, no, it's a perfect crime on their fault, mm-hmm. on their part, and that's the business. Yeah. So you can't even fault them for doing their job. No, they, you almost have to tip your hat to them. I mean, they're not, you know, they're our enemies, but they're, yeah. now, they're okay good at what they do. Now, it's okay for me to say that, but not for him, because, no, he says that. The United States does it all over the world, too. <laughs> we interfere. No, that's not what he, I can say that. He right. can't say that. Because yeah. he's acknowledging and practically admitting that that's what they've done with him. It's okay. Yes. We interfere, so they can interfere, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's almost whataboutism, which is itself from the KGB playbook. You know, Bill Clinton did this, therefore Trump can do it a million times worse, and it makes it okay somehow. Yeah, yeah. How much do we know, though, about his indebtedness to people in Russia? How much information do we have? We don't have enough. We have, I guess, what you would call circumstantial evidence. We know he was in debt. We know that suddenly he started buying golf courses in cash. We know that his sons went on TV and said stuff like, well, you know, the Russians are buying, you know, a lot of money coming in from Russia, Don Jr. said. We know that oligarchs own a lot of property in Trump Tower. We know about Rabalovov, I think is, that's how you say his name, the oligarch who bought the $45 million Florida mansion for $90 million or whatever it was mm-hmm. in the middle of a housing crisis, mm-hmm. never lived there. And... The reason that that's important is because real estate is a super good way to launder money. What happens is oligarch will come, deal with Trump, say, here, here's a bunch of money for your thing. And Trump will say, great. And then he'll flip it or the opposite. They'll buy a property from Trump, let's say for, you know, $90 million. They sell it for $50 million. They've paid Trump $40 million, but the 50 they get back is now, quote unquote, clean. It's laundered. It's a legit piece of money that they can now invest in Western banks and stuff like that. Whereas the money that comes in from the criminal underworld, they can't invest. If you've seen The Wire or Breaking Bad yeah, or any of these, yeah. you know, you have all the money. If you can't spend it, what good is it? Yeah, yeah. What, what difference does it make? The question on the different categories of, of assets, you know, there's the, the useful idiot, there's mm-hmm. the winning. Is he winning, do you think? I think he is, yeah. You do? I do. I think he's... He's ultimately, he's self-serving. I don't think he's an ideologue or anything like that. I think he, his ego is very, very, he's very needy. Yeah. So he, he wants everybody to like him. If you look at the video of him dancing with Jeffrey Epstein that was posted on the internet, you can see he's kind of cozying up to Epstein like, hey, buddy, hey, check out me. I, yeah. I can dance too. And I feel like he's like that with Putin and these dictators. He wants to be like them and he's uh, cozying up to them. So I don't think he... He looks at them and thinks, oh, Russia's where it's at. I think he thinks, hey, these guys are giving me money, therefore it's cool. And also, I kind of like the way that Putin does business. He doesn't have to worry about the free press. He can jail people that don't agree with him. You know, he can, if he wants to hang around with underage girls or whatever, he can do it. Uh, You know, whatever vices he wants to indulge, it's kind of a nice life, Trump thinks, I think. He, He sees men that he admires, they have power. Yes, so he wants to emulate. Yes. And if he can't, or, or cozy, as you say, mm-hmm. and if he can't cozy and emulate, he attacks. Yes. Obama. Yeah. That's the obsession. He can't cozy up next to Obama. Right. He's angry, too, that a black man mm-hmm. has been more successful than he has. Yeah. Coming from nothing. Yeah. That's why he wants to mimic. I, I want a Nobel Prize. I mean, that's the only reason he wants a Nobel Prize. He right. wouldn't be talking about a Nobel Prize. Yeah. And honestly, the golden shower tape, if it exists, I don't know, probably does. I mean, <laughs> think about it. Why would anybody make something like that up? Yeah, no, There's enough out here on him. 
Why would anybody have a need? Hey, let's just make up a golden shower tape. <laughs> right? Yeah. So my understanding is part of that was about wanting to soil the bed in the room that the Obama slept in. Absolutely. That was in the Steele report. Yeah. Do you, think, do, you, do you think the tape exists? I've heard there's multiple tapes. I don't, know, I don't know if it's a pee-pee tape, quote-unquote. I've heard that it's actually worse than that, that Jesus. things are, you know, underage plus violence. Again, complete hearsay. It's what I've heard from several sources that may or may not be true, so I don't want to say for sure, but that's what I've heard. I don't think we're ever going to see the tapes, and I think if the tapes come out, he'll immediately say they were doctored and this and that. Also, I don't think, <laughs> I don't, I don't think Trump wants to reveal a sex tape of his own because I think he's insecure about, um, you know, his size. Tiny hands. Yeah, tiny little finger. Um, um, so you think it could be worse than that? That's what I've heard, yeah. But the belief, too, is that Russia has the tape. They recorded the tape. I mean, so, which proves that they're trying to marionette him. That's the compromise, right? That's the compromise. I, th- I think they have more than that. I, 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 oh, yeah. I, I think ultimately the compromise, such as it is, is money. I think with Trump, it's always about money. Yeah. So there's the, the theory about Rosneft, which was also in the Steele dossier, which is that Rosneft, which is the state-owned oil company in Russia, was going to sell off 19% of its equity to foreign investment and that Trump would be given a commission on the sale. Often people misreport it as Trump would be given 19%, which is way more money than it would require. And that came to pass. Rosneft did sell. They sold 19.5% of it. And it's weird that that detail was in the dossier. The commission that Trump was supposed to receive was mentioned. So I calculated that a commission like that would be something like $260 million. Wow. Which is also, if you look up that number, there's Deutsche Bank numbers around that amount dealing with Trump. So... Again, we don't know. We'll have to we'll wait and see. But that was in the dossier also. And I think, personally, if I had to guess, I think that has more potential for compromise than any, any sort of sex tape. Rosneft, so we talk about 72 and 74 in the context of the Watergate Hotel. Mm-hmm. But the Rosneft deal, didn't that go down at the Mayflower? Or was that discussed at the no, Mayflower? No, I don't know if it was discussed at the Mayflower. What happened at the Mayflower? The Mayflower was the— this should be called Mayflower. Like, you know, yeah. it was called, one was called Watergate. Right. This should be called Mayflower. Mayflower is a good name for it. The <laughs> Mayflower was when, basically, it was the first meeting on the campaign trail where Trump met with Sergei Kislyak, who was the ambassador, the Russian ambassador to the United States, and also, allegedly, a big spy runner for the KGB. And he's not supposed to be doing that. Foreign ambassadors are not supposed to meet with U.S. presidential candidates. Right, it's just right. not something that's done. Right. The meeting, it, there was supposed to be a smaller gathering that he was going to do, and they changed it at the last minute. Jared Kushner was his idea, working with Manafort, to change it to allow these Russians to come. Kushner had been approached by a man named Dmitry Symes, or Simis, who was in charge of the, I think it's called the Nixon Institute. Now it's called something else. But he was allegedly a longtime Russian spy, then Soviet spy, in the United States, very well placed. As soon as Maria Butina, as soon as that story broke, he fled. Now he hosts a game show in Russia about how great Putin is. No joke. There's pages about him in the Mueller report where Simis went and testified before Mueller and said a lot of things. He is the one who kind of helped Kushner arrange the Mayflower meeting. And Henry Kissinger, I believe, is the one that introduced Simis to Kushner initially. So 
if you want to bring Nixon back into it and bring it <laughs> and bring it all the way full Henry circle. Kissinger. Yeah, yeah. He's been in everything, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's a character. Yeah. Why is he in? How old is he? He must be 200 years old. I don't He's in think, this too? I don't think that vampires can die. I think, <laughs> you know, they, you have to stake the heart or they have to see the direct sunlight. He introduced Simmons to, to Kushner. Kush. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Why ever for? Why? I guess he thought it would be a good idea. Who knows? I mean, th- these little details are what we don't know. I've read that Kissinger was initially the one who introduced Kushner to Simmons, and he was the one that set up this event. So, again, and then after that, the floodgates open. And after the Trump Tower meeting, which was on June 9th of 2016, after that, Kushner kind of bends over backwards to keep everything secret. Now, I think... The the Trump Tower meeting with... With with the Russians. Yeah. With the woman. Yeah, Natalia Veniliskaya. I'm not good with these saying the names. Veniliskaya. There you go. You're better I think I got it. Yeah, I think you got it. After that, Kushner kind of bends over backwards to keep things secret. Like, he... He tries to establish a back channel with the Russians at the Russian embassy, which even the Russians were like, what? They thought it was insane. And he's the only one, Kushner, he's sort of tight-lipped and secretive, and he's the only one around Trump that's like that. Right. The rest of them are loud mouths, and they like the sound of their own voice. Yeah, he, he's the only one smart enough. Because that was the thing. We never knew what his voice sounded like. Yeah. We, yeah. we know he's registered to vote as a woman in New York, <laughs> but we don't know what his voice sounded like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's given a couple speeches. There's very little on him. I mean, it's really kind of remarkable. Yeah, he was looking for that back channel. Yeah, and I think still is. And, and there's these back channel opportunities that whenever they're together, Putin and Trump sneak off. There's one translator. They destroy the notes. And then he sends Rand Paul to Russia with a letter to give to Putin directly, which is crazy. Now, you know what, again, putting this in the context of what's going on right now. Yeah with Ukraine. See, that's another thing. I'll give you this transcript. Don't ask for another one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because yeah. there's a whole lot of folks he's talked to. Mm-hmm. There's the server. Didn't they run Hillary into the ground about a server? They ran Hillary into the ground about a server. Okay, but they have a server. Right. That they can decide what goes into the server and what doesn't. Yes. Not under normal conditions. That's not what it's used for. So you've got conversations with Putin. Mm-hmm. You've got transcripts with Putin, and God knows who else. MBS from Saudi Arabia, Jesus. notably. Yeah. Man. And probably Erdogan from Turkey as well, I would guess. Although yeah. I haven't read that name being on the super top secret server. Yeah. But I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, if MBS, I just wouldn't even pick up the phone. I'd be telling him I'm busy. I just didn't want to be <laughs> anywhere in the vicinity on the phone with him for anything to be interpreted the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the problem need to be the phone to anyone, but MBS, no, man, I, I'll call you back. Just, you know. <laughs> That'd be the transcript. What's the transcript? Marks, President Marks, and I'll call you back. <laughs> the message is we're going solar. <laughs> wow. This is something else. Yeah. So you've also been looking at Turkey. Yeah. As well. A little bit, yeah. Is there a relationship between Turkey and Russia? Yeah, Turkey and Russia are allied, certainly, in what's mm-hmm. going on in Syria. They want us gone, and they want to take it over themselves and, and do what they will. As we're sitting here, Trump has basically greenlit genocide of the Kurds, which is just beyond awful. Every day or every week, certainly, that goes by, we think there can't be a new bottom, and he seems to always find a way to make things more horrible. So, yes, there is a relationship between Erdogan and Putin. They're both strong men, and MBS also, the Saudi dictator. So I think that what's going on with Turkey has something to do with the murder of Jamal Khashoggi a year ago because he's the journalist 
Saudi, longtime Saudi journalist, cozy with the royal family, not a muckraker by any means, kind of a more of a, an establishment Saudi journalist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's fine. MBS takes over. He starts writing bad things about Trump, and then suddenly they take him off the Saudi media. Not because he's writing about the royal family, because he's writing about Trump. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the United States. He uh, comes to Washington. He starts writing, uh, working for the Washington Post. And it's at that point that he gets basically captured and killed. And the place where that happened was at the, the consulate in Istanbul in Turkey. So Jesus. And Erdogan was the guy who initially led the investigation, quote unquote. So there's been conflicting reports, but we were pretty sure that the CIA had advanced knowledge that something was up, which means that Kushner and Trump should have had advanced knowledge that something was up. They know everything. Yeah. Well, Kushner is also sort of the quasi de facto ambassador to Saudi Arabia. He and MBS right. are tight. Right. He went there. Boys. You know, they hung out. They, um, you know, did their thing. Cool and then, guys. Yeah. Hey, I and Kushner needed to raise, I think, 1.2 billion with a B to finance the loan on this 666 Fifth Avenue here in, in Manhattan, not far from where, where we are. 666, not a coincidence, y'all. Yeah, not, not a coincidence, and, I mean, he, which he bought because he's such a great businessman right at, the, right at the worst possible moment, right before the real estate collapse. So he needs this loan. He goes to Saudi Arabia. He maybe gives, uh, there's only one source about this story, but he gives MBS, according to one source, this uh, is a story in The Intercept, information about who in the royal family has been critical and MBS immediately does a purge of the royal family locks some people up stuff like that and then uh, a couple months later Kushner quietly gets a loan from Qatar and then later gets a loan so it's there's all this weird stuff going on there and you know why is Khashoggi murdered what what's the point of it we don't know there's a lot of things we don't know but Turkey is definitely involved because it happened in Turkey Erdogan knows the details. The CIA, by the way, has concluded that MBS is responsible, which is not something that Trump and Kushner seem to care about or acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, well, you know, even Pat Robertson is calling him out for that. Yeah, yeah. Which is, t <laughs> that it, we're really in an apocalyptic moment, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, too, and I said, wow, this is uh, dogs and cats living together. So, yeah. so Erdogan, actually, this happened on his soil. Yes. I mean, it was in the consulate, but it was in Turkey. So It yes. was in Turkey. Yeah. And he originally investigated it. Yeah, he sent people to, or I, I don't know if it was the municipal government in there, but yeah, he was, he was overseeing the investigation. Well, isn't that convenient? Yeah, yeah. D did he ever conclude anything that would have implicated MBS himself? Maybe. I can't remember what he concluded. If it was, th yeah. there's, all the reports were conflicted. But the CIA thought that MBS did it. That yeah, much I yeah, know. Yeah. And I trust the CIA more than I trust the Turkish guy. No, one more thing about Turkey before please, please, I, please. Mike Flynn. Yeah, come on. Okay. Mike Flynn, the first kind of real person, impressive person to endorse Trump during the campaign. At one time, his name was bandied about to be vice president. That's right. Mike Flynn, who dined in Moscow with Putin and with Jill Stein in 2015. That's right. He's sitting at a table, y'all, in that famous yeah. picture. He's hanging out, you know, exchanging it, whatever he's doing. He's lobbying for Turkey or for interests close to the Turkish government in 2016 and did not say so. So he's trying to have... That was the, one of the charges against him, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think, I, I don't know if they copped to that charge. I think they just got him online with the FBI, but he was lobbying for Turkey, so he knows what's going on really intimately in that area. And 
certainly the Kurdish issue was something that I always say Erdogan. I'm pronouncing it wrong. I know what, that he. Wants. I don't know. It, I get it confused too. Yeah. No, you said it nice the last. The, well, I've heard both. Okay. I think Erdogan is right. But yeah, I, I think Erdogan is right. Forgive me if I forgive um, me all if I'm wrong about. I'm that. doing it like phonetically, which yeah. is which is always wrong. So Mike Flynn, don't you know? Don't sleep on Mike Flynn because he was named to be national security advisor, which means Trump gave him the keys to the nation's greatest secrets, even though Obama told him not to. The acting uh, attorney general, Sally Yates, told him not to. Congress told him not to because the guy was dirty, and Trump did it anyway. So as the House Judiciary Committee is seeking the grand jury information in the Mueller probe, Mm -hmm. there could very well be something in there that might be revealing as to the relationship between Trump and Turkey and why he makes some of the decisions he's making right now. That is not beyond the realm of possibility, sure. Yeah, because Flynn was Flynn's in there. I mean yeah. he's was interviewed and was a source and, and, and is in there. And they're going to get those documents eventually. It's not a tenable legal argument that they're making. They're they're mean? trying to delay. It's not tenable to say that Sirica was wrong, that all that was a mistake. <laughs> How what are you talking about, Greg? That's not tenable. He can't be impeached because he doesn't like the people that are trying to impeach him. So therefore, <laughs> it, it makes no legal sense. I mean, if you think about it logically, if Congress is going to do what it's constitutionally mandated to do, which is provide a check to the executive branch, they need to have the information to be able to investigate the executive branch. So they're definitely going to get, even the hard right justices on the Supreme Court are going to laugh at this. And anybody that doesn't vote for it is crooked. In my oh, opinion. yeah. Well, you Ro- got some crooked people on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Now. Roberts is not. Roberts is going to laugh at this. He's going you to give. So? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you would agree, I'm sure, that there are people still fighting the Civil War, right? That yeah. Okay. So if people still fighting the Civil War over 100 years ago, I'm sure you would also concede there are people still fighting the Watergate impeachment. Oh, yeah. So I think that's where some of this comes from. Yeah. In my own theory is, as with any addict, see, an addict says, I control the alcohol or the drug. It doesn't control me. Mm-hmm. And it's not till you get to AA and NA that you realize what's really going on with yourself. And so you think you can beat it. I can beat impeachment. Nixon should have beat Watergate. It was a botched up job. It was just, it's all they ever said. So, you know, who are the enablers for trying to beat that but Roger Stone? With the tattoo on his back. <laughs> right. Why would a man have a tattoo on his back, folks? Who's going to see that? That's kind of enabling. You can beat this. He should have beat it. If, as a matter of fact, the popular theory now is if he had had Fox News, he could have beat it. Right. But the problem is Fox News is now proving that wrong because their own polls say people want him removed. Yes. They can't even fake a poll. Yeah. And they have the teeniest ounce of integrity to even put it out there. So if you get a Kavanaugh and a Gorsuch, you know what Clarence Thomas is going to do. If you get one of them to agree, yeah, Nixon shouldn't have been it, that grand jury information, he might beat it. You well, don't think we'll, so? we'll see. I, I, actually, Gorsuch seems okay. Ideologically, I don't like him, but I, I, I don't think he's corrupt. I think he's just you a— You don't think he's corrupt? Okay. I think he's a hard right kind of smart guy. I think okay. he's, he's qualified for the job in a way that Kavanaugh is, not, is markedly well, not. Well, there's even some speculation from the hearing the other day that he might be the swing vote in the case when it comes to LGBTQ job discrimination. So, so you may be, I'm saying you may be right. That's, yeah. You're not the yeah. only one that is speculating that's how he might be yeah. based upon what he said in that case. 
But you know, this is like Bush v. Gore. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't trust the guys. That's why elections are so important, folks. Where does this end up? Because it seems to me there's still so much we don't know. It's like this isn't winding down. It's ramping up. Right, right. I say periodically something will happen big, and I'll say to my wife, this is it now. He can't. It's going to be over soon. And she says, you've been saying that for two years. And it's true because I, I get to a point and I'm like, he can't survive this. When the Mueller report came out, I, I said, he can't run. This, this is an 80-page indictment. Like, how can yeah. he run possibly with, with this? And, you know, that but just they spun it. came and went. Yeah, they, uh, Bill, Bill Barr, who is a traitor of the highest order and I hope spends the rest of his life in prison because he is more responsible, even more at this point than McConnell for uh, delaying all the tactics and, and stuff like that. But as for where it ends up, I think he's going to resign. I do not think that Trump will ever allow himself to be paraded on trial in front of the Senate if he thinks he's going to lose because he can't control that narrative. Yeah. I think he's going to at some point say, well, uh, I tried and the American people don't deserve me and blah, blah, blah. Or he'll blame the deep state. He'll blame Hillary. He'll blame Obama. And then he'll maybe get on a plane and go to Moscow and live happily ever after. I don't know. There's a big argument on Twitter. Some people were like, no, 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 he's a fighter. They're going to have to drag him away, kicking and screaming. And I say, we have 70 years of evidence that this guy is a wimp and that the first sign of trouble, he caves and, and leaves. Yeah. You know, he yeah. takes his ball, he goes home. He's, he's a coward of the highest order. So I don't see him having the courage to stick around, especially when he knows he's, he must know he's going to lose. But trial in the Senate, the leader of the Senate is a Russian asset, too. I'm not sure if McConnell is a Russian asset per se. His name is Moscow Mitch. <laughs> as much as I'd like to think so, and uh, he's there's a lot we don't know about him, but McConnell is not a Trumpist. He might have ties with Russia and certainly with China through his wife, for sure, but he's not a Trump guy, I don't think. So... At the first inkling that he thinks that he has to do something to survive himself, he's going to do it. He's going to happily throw Trump under the bus. He already said he was going to allow the vote to happen. The trial. The trial and the vote on impeachment. If but, it gets but, he, but he walked that back a little bit, too, though. In a fundraising email. So I don't, you know, of course he's going to send a fundraising email out. But I think when push comes to shove, and remember, this isn't going to happen tomorrow. This is going to happen in a few months after we have hearing after hearing after hearing where it becomes glaringly obvious that Trump is a criminal. His relationship with Russia, Moscow Mitch's relationship with Russia, is independent of Trump's relationship with Russia? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Russia is smart in that it hedges its bets. It's going to try to touch as many people as it can. Oh, sure. Yeah. Recruit as many assets yeah. as possible. And when we say recruit asset, there, there's various ways of doing that. It's not necessarily that they have a meeting with somebody and say, you're going to do this or else. Sometimes it's something as simple as, oh, we're going to use all of our bots that we have on Twitter and Facebook, and we're going to boost the campaign of Bernie Sanders, or we're going to now boost the campaign of Tulsi Gabbard or whatever. They do things like that, too. They do whatever they can think of to do in order to sow chaos and to get somebody that, you know, maybe would be more amenable to them than other Who's, people. What, what name did you just, you just mention? Uh, Tulsi Gabbard. So you, you believe she's doing this, too? Well, the bots are certainly doing it. The, the, the Russian bots are pro-Tulsi on the Twitter, for sure. The bots. I don't know that The she, bots tweeted me. 
they attack me and say they aren't bots. Yeah. That's what the bots say to me. <laughs> so what, give me, help me out, Greg. What do I say back to them? Nothing. Block them. <laughs> um, block the bots is, is the thing to do. And uh, it's better to not even bother engaging. The other interesting thing about Tulsi Gabbard is that she grew up in a cult, which I think people don't realize. I didn't realize it until fairly recently. And the guru, who was the leader of the little cult that she was in in Hawaii, is a virulently homophobic guy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy yeah. homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Is Jill Stein, th- does she have culpability? I think so. I mean, that picture's pretty damning. The pictures, there's also a video of her in Moscow talking this, that, and the other. Yeah. People gave her money for the recount. Where'd that money go? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. And I get why people supported her. People support third party candidates. This was a, 2016 was a very, very weird election. It was almost a perfect storm of crazy because you have Trump doing his thing and then Hillary, and I love Hillary and I'm very pro Hillary and have been before it was cool. You know, she's got baggage. She brought a lot of baggage to the table. She was the target of 30 years of attack by right-wing media and whoever to not like her. So, you know, you have these two candidates. Stuff is going to come out. I think this election, whoever winds up running, is going to be a lot more cut and dried, and we'll see kind of a a resumption of normality. Although Hillary did win by 2.8 million. Well, she did, and 30 years of power suggestion would affect... Yeah. Anybody. Mm-hmm. We didn't understand the extent of this yeah. during the season. There was no show that had Jill Stein on more than mine as someone who's always supported, you know, third-party movements. Sure. Even if they don't have a chance of winning, I think it's important to have a discussion. If I had seen that picture and known about Russian interference, the Obama White House wanted to tell us, but then right. when, when Moscow Mitch wouldn't sign on— yeah. They didn't want to look like they were putting their thumb on the scale. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Obama reads too much history, so he decided to follow in the footsteps of LBJ, who didn't want to out Nixon for the Paris peace, sabotaging the Paris Peace Accord. Right. LBJ made a mistake. That was a mistake. Obama not going ahead and, and confronting it and calling it out was a mistake. Yes. Because we paid the price twice. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Two impeachable people. Two break-ins of the DNC, one a physical one, one a virtual one in terms of cyberspace. Right. Two obstructions by two administrations, two withholdings of witnesses, testimony, and then Doofus gets on TV the other day and says, the best stenographers, perfect transcript, word for word, comma for comma. I'm like, oh, I'm writing up my subpoena. Are you really you sure you want to say that that really exists? Because you gave us a readout or a summary, but you're bragging about these beautiful stenographers. Okay, so let's give it all up. What's all in the server? He's going to fight that, and you write back to the Watergate tapes. It's right, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, no, the the Nixon template is he's playing it right to the because teeth. I believe Roger and them advise him. Mm-hmm. This is what we should have done in '74. We didn't do. You're going to do it right. Yeah. Which is, you know, Trump doesn't drink. But, I mean, he's a dry drunk. Yeah. He may as well be addicted to something because that is insane. <laughs> Even the judge said in court the other day, you know, you're making an extraordinary. I mean, she was trying to be tactful. You know, this is really an extraordinary argument that you're making. No, Judge Sirica shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you're a Hillary fan. I'm sure you're aware. She was on the Watergate staff that wrote the memo. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That made the argument. Yeah. To impeach Nixon. They used her memo against her husband, obviously. <laughs> oh. 
So it, it's a lot of stuff. We will see what happens with this. He'll probably seek exile in Moscow, won't he? Can you imagine what would happen if he went and lived in Russia after this? Yeah, I'm sure you it, would. It would just be crazy. I mean, we would all... I can't even... My brain would... would uh, Explode my head. My head would it actually kind of explodes thinking about, it. and the fact that it's even a possibility is is also insane. You believe Melania and the kids are dirty too? Well, the kids are dirty for sure. I mean, Junior and Ivanka. He tries to protect Ivanka a little bit more. You know, Kushner and, and the other one, Gums, uh, Eric. Uh, yeah, they, they're they're dirty. They all did things, and they continue. What'd you to do call them? Gums. What, what is it? Is that his is teeth? <laughs> <laughs> I think Molly Jong Fast made that up, just a, just a shout out. But um, yeah, I think they're dirty. Melania doesn't interest me very much, honestly. I, I know people are like sort of fascinated with her, and I find her to be the most boring character. No, there was even a story the other day that says she seems to show no interest or concern about her husband's impeachment. That was a headline somewhere. I saw. Yeah, yeah. She's like unfazed. Well, you know, word on the street is here she was leaving him anyway. Yeah, I heard that too. You know, and uh, it may have already happened. Because it was Freudian when he said, when they were in the room talking about opioids, pretending to be concerned about that, she has a son. Now, you say, (laughs) you refer to your kid in common as the other parent's child exclusively when you're, you know, beefing with the child and the mother or there's some separation or divorce looming or it's Mm -hmm. already happened. Because it would happen, you know, you call the other parent, I've done it. I'm divorced. I'm raising a son by myself. I'll call her. You know what your son did today? <laughs> yeah, but that's different. That's a <laughs> you know, but he did it in, in open. She has a son. She yeah. he said that. So that to me connotes some separation. Yeah, it's like you know he might as well have sung the end of Billie Jean. The, the kid is not my son. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Can I use that? <laughs> Please. Yeah. That's that's great. So what's going to happen, man? What do you think? I try not to talk about timelines because I always get them wrong. But what I had heard was they were going to, the summer was going to be the summer, and once Labor Day came back, they were going to start the impeachment thing, which happened. They were going to ramp it up so that by November, by the time everyone is at Thanksgiving talking at the table, Jesus. It, it was going to be kind of a big deal. And they would use that <laughs> momentum and kind of, you know, do it maybe in the new year. But now with the Ukraine thing, I he think helped it, him out. it fast-tracked it. <laughs> he gave now him Pelosi seems to be like, all right, we're going to do this right now. I mean, not right now. It's good. Right, right, they right. still have to investigate it. They still need to have hearings and stuff to right, build right. up perception. But, you know, why wait? Because the thing is, every day that this guy is in office is another day that he something horrible can happen. So we need to, to get rid of him. And it, it's almost, you know, you watch the, the Democratic debates and they're talking about which whose health care plan is better. And they're arguing about this arcane and it's, you know, health care, this and that. Trump is the ogre on the bridge. Until he's gone, nothing is going to happen. Nothing. So everybody's just got to focus on removing him from office. I would agree. But he's helping them. Yeah. He's self-impeaching, as Pelosi said. Well, yeah. and Maxine Waters said it before she did. He was going to impeach himself. He was going to do lead us to impeachment. Yeah. He's probably going to do some more stuff before Thanksgiving. Some more stuff is going to come out. Oh, absolutely. He's going to do more stuff before this podcast is even posted. Yeah, yeah. You know, by the time y'all hear this, there'll probably be more stuff he has done. (laughs) It's just a never-ending sieve. The other thing that I want to point out, because, again, we haven't mentioned his name for the entire podcast, which is, I think, what he would prefer, is Mike Pence is also guilty. 
he also has some complicity here. All right, come on. He basically, you know, he knew about the Ukraine stuff. There's compelling evidence. Maddow did a show last week about it. There's compelling uh, yeah. circumstantial evidence that he knew what was going on with that. He certainly knew about Mike Flynn. He was the chair of the transition team, which is, if you Google Trump transition team, you'll see the list of people and your jaw yeah. will drop yeah. because it's almost like a list of future felons, yeah. right? Yeah. He was Manafort's choice. He was an unpopular right. governor in financial trouble. Was going to lose. Was going to lose. Manafort basically told Trump, oh, the plane isn't working. We have to stay in Indiana one more night. Hey, why don't you meet this guy, Mike Pence? Yeah. yeah. So this is Manafort, a guy who is so bad, who's so corrupt that he's actively treasoning with Giuliani from prison. Yeah. That, I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a compelling case for capital punishment, honestly. I don't like to say, but... You have this Russian mobbed-up guy, Manafort, picking Pence and installing him there. So I bring this up because it's not as simple as removing Trump and getting Pence because Pence is also – whatever Trump did, Pence probably also did. So how do you handle that? And yeah, yeah. fortunately, Nixon has given us the template, which is the vice president has to resign first and be replaced by somebody palatable, not connected that's Maybe right. Mitt Romney. I hope not Nikki Haley because she terrifies me as a yeah, candidate yeah. in the general. So Pence should resign first. That's what I've been predicting. I mean, I don't know. But if we go by the Nixon thing, yes. That's very interesting because I remember watching it very closely. I remember the TikTok. Pence had until noon on a Friday to declare for re-election as Indiana governor. And I remember like 24 hours before, because you know, Trump changes, he's all over the place, ADHD. Mm -hmm. I might pick somebody else, I might pick Christie. You know, he was doing a thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm sure Manafort and somebody said, no, 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 this dude's out on a limb now. We got him out here. He can't go, he can't make his noon deadline. So you got to <laughs> yeah. you, you pick him. That's his parachute out of the governorship because he wasn't going to get reelected governor of Indiana. You're right, because Agnew resigned. Jero, mm -hmm. so maybe that's what this is gonna was gonna happen. That's to what happen. I think. I mean, if McConnell is smart about the Republicans staying in power, they want this to happen sooner rather than later, so they can have some chance in 2020. So the incentive for all of that is if you don't do it that way, you've got President Pelosi. Yep, because she's third in line. That's correct. And we know they don't want. I yeah, mean, that'd be that's worse to them. That's worse than treason. Treason is better than President Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so so what's next for you? Are you going to continue to follow this or write about I, it? I can't. You know, I feel like obviously I'm exhausted by it because I'm on Twitter all the time and I'm following stuff. And I my role in this is, is to try to take the dots and connect them and explain to people what's going on and how things fit into the overwhelming story. And also to remind people about stuff that we have forgotten because there's so much criminality that it, I just forgot. You but know? again, is it too complicated for the Democrats to risk using it in this inquiry. Now, I think they want to. It's logical. Throw the whole kitchen sink. That's why they're seeking the Mueller grand jury information. Why seek the information if you're not going to use it? Right. But is it worth it, or does that get to be too confusing? I think, think it depends on what's in the taxes. What I had heard is that they were waiting for the tax returns. And when they had the tax returns, that was going to show money laundering. Jesus. And then they were going to impeach. That's what I heard. And I have no reason to doubt that that's true. If the taxes were good, he would have released them by now. Yeah. There's obviously stuff in there that's not. I'll give you this call. You can have a call. But you can't have the taxes. Here's the call. Exactly. And he just ran to give us the call. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's it's almost like a deflection. You can have this, you know, the jaywalking <laughs> ticket, and I'm going to keep the. So I had heard they were waiting on that. And depending on what they, they obviously know more than I do, even though people are like, Pelosi doesn't know, Schiff doesn't know. They know, all right? They know. Pelosi knows yeah. what she's doing. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to reassure everybody <laughs> on that front. If they know what's in there, and if it's as bad as what we think it might be, it's going to behoove us to wait, because I don't think it's going to take that much longer anyway. So if they go another couple weeks with the Ukraine business and more stuff comes out, and I, now there's more whistleblowers, and the more Ooh. whistleblowers there are, that will beget still more whistleblowers, and we'll have a sim- symphony of whistling. Or whistleblowers, more sexual assault. Yeah, that victims. book came out too. There are yeah, almost so, four dozen. Yeah, yeah. so we, you're you're at the, that number is rising. Do Republican senators get it before Mitch does? Is there a point when they say, "Hey, we got a fish or cut bait here"? I think yes. McConnell, I think, controls that process. I think when McConnell says it's time. They'll deploy it in some way that makes sense. Like McConnell might tell Sass and Rubio and whatever, okay, you guys go and, and be for it now. And then everybody yeah, else yeah. In, the, in the more red districts can take their, a little more time. Similar to how I think the Democrats did with the impeachment thing. Like you had some people that were out in front and other people held back. And I think that was almost by design. I think it's the same thing. Mitch, I think, ultimately controls the process. The other key element is Fox News, because at some point they're going to turn on Trump. They have to. Some of them already have. Yeah, but I think think that the company as a whole, I think Murdoch. So Paul Ryan is telling Lachlan Mm -hmm. to pull back. Yeah. And and see, my theory, Greg, has always been Ryan's, McConnell's, Romney's, all these other Republicans. He really hijacked their party. Yeah. He wasn't the person that they chose. Nope. I think they all were kind of hoping it would be Jeb. I'm glad it wasn't Jeb either, but they wanted yeah. Jeb. So, and they all have personal ambition. All of them want to be president. Right. If there's a sliver of an opening and you can sock it to this dude, and then Putin is probably cultivating other assets because we all watch movies. Folks, his uh, header on Twitter on his profile is from Russia with Love, one of my, we play that song all the time uh, <laughs> on song. the show. Uh, I sing it too sometimes too. If you watch all of that, when your asset is burned, you're burned. It's disavowal. Mission impossible. I mean, you know. Right. Then you have to pick new people. You mentioned Paul Ryan. and There's another interesting character. Here's a guy. He was Speaker of the House, right? And then he resigns, doesn't run for re-election to spend more time with his family. The dude is, what is he, 45, 46 years old? Like, he's my age. Who does that? If you're an ambitious politician, if Paul Ryan wanted to, he could have led the impeachment inquiry and been president right now. That's interesting. But he didn't. Instead, he so, chose to just back away. So what did they have on him? I don't know. Money stuff, because it's, remember, they, there was that tape that they recorded where uh, Kevin McCarthy says, I heard that Putin pays Trump and also uh, Dana Rohrabacher, and Paul Ryan says, shh, don't, no, keep it in the family or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was a tape that was recorded. Yeah, and uh, So the, these guys right. know more than they let on. Amazing. Folks, if you want the primer to really get a, a clear understanding uh, and be well-versed so that when you're out and about and then the holiday season is approaching, you can be the conversationalist at the holiday parties if Absolutely. you read Greg's book, right? That's the intention. It's sound well-informed, win friends, influence people. It's also a good thing to give your person that watches Fox News that you don't want to argue with. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Give them that so they can get... Dirty Rubles. Find it at DirtyRubles.com. Greg, thank you, man. Thank Thanks you so for much for having me. Talking to us. It's yeah, a this pleasure. is great. And this is very, very helpful. All right, thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Also, subscribe to Make It Plain and Get Woke daily. Check out makeitplain.com to subscribe. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.